shattered to unbreakable. Listen here, sweet sister. Whether you think you have one little crack or you are shattered into a billion pieces, this podcast is going to give you the resources, tools, and skills to help piece yourself back together to form a beautiful, unique, solid, and unbreakable masterpiece. You are listening to Shattered to Unbreakable, the Reclaim Podcast. Let's talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Shattered to Unbreakable. I'm your host, Brandy, and Aubrey's here. I feel like we shouldn't be on a two-name basis. Like, Brandy and Aubrey sound good. I don't have yes. to say my last name right. We're good. We're you guys good. know who I am now. If this is your first time listening, apologize. Listen to the last one. <laughs> Better yet, start at uh, the first one. Just start at the first one. Um, yes. So... We are talking about something that is very controversial, very needed. Um, I've been following the One Mom's Battle social media, and it's just a lot going on in the world that we don't know about. And there's a very huge reason why we don't know about it. And it's because the abused people, the victims of these horrendous things are being silenced. And so this episode is about the abuser's intent to silence the victim. And they obviously have good reason for that. The abuser does not want to be outed. They don't want to, they don't want their reputation to be ruined. Mm -hmm. So they're going to do everything in their power, especially if they have the financial resources to do so, to silence their victim so they can't speak out. Mm -hmm. That way the abuse can continue, not only with them, but every other case that's out there. Mm -hmm. And, now that we have these platforms like social media, it's becoming more mainstream that women and men are seeing what this abuse really looks like in real life. And they're starting to recognize it in their own relationships, not just romantic, but work environments, family units, um, friends can even be abusive emotionally and um, psychologically. And so you know, it's becoming more well known. And the silenced movement to try to silence victims is also ramping up. And there's more ways to do that as well. So this was brought on a while back for for a more um, personal reason. But lately, I've been seeing a lot of people talking about this. And mm-hmm. although I'm going to be speaking more so about other people's um experiences today, I want you to know that there's a reason I'm doing that. And it's because I've been silenced as well. And my abuser does not want me talking about things because it ruins his reputation. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly why from a few weeks back, I've been taking more of a my friend said stance, because I do have several friends who are going through what I'm going through. And the fact that I can tell their story for them is making me feel so much better because they Mm -hmm. have a voice now. My voice has been removed. I am no longer allowed to talk about my abuse or anything like that without feeling threatened. And that is exactly why we need this episode because Mm -hmm. I am the speaker and I've been silenced. And so now I will start telling everyone else's story because I can't get in trouble for that. (laughs) So... That's just one example of why this is so important. Um, 
smear campaigns, triangulation, isolation, these are all tactics of abusers to silence their victims. And this also goes for people that are in a work environment. Like I said, when you go back and look at um, the toxic world of narcissism episode, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's even in your church. And like I always say, Mm -hmm. I love my church. I love my church. I love my faith. But it's Mm -hmm. in the church, y'all. It is. And I want you guys to recognize it and have the tools to fight it while also staying silent, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, in the world we live in, silence is the best option for you to not have your life ripped from beneath your feet. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to teach you is how to be silent in a smart way. And then I'm going to keep telling your story so that you have a voice. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the first thing that I want to talk about is the, the emotional provocation that comes with being silenced. So in order to debunk your story of abuse, they are going to try to provoke you to act out. They want to you to get emotional. They want you to scream. They want you to throw things. They want you to break things. They want you to slam doors. They want you to go smear their name. They want you to go just act crazy so that they can point their finger at you and say, see, I told you, Mm -hmm. she's crazy. And the person who's most emotional is the person no one's going to believe. Right. So that's their first tactic is to try to get you to act crazy. All right. And then if you start talking about your story or your abuse to anyone, they're going to threaten you with defamation charges, libel charges, slander charges. They're going to try to say that they're going to, you know, use legal counsel to sue you. Mm -hmm. And many people have when they have the resources. I've just heard several women who have been silenced, who have been court ordered to hand over all of their social media posts and passwords and logins, give all of that information over to the court and then delete their account completely. So that's how they're being silenced. It takes away a huge Mm. portion of your voice. And um, this is only if you're talking about your abuse. How funny is that? You can talk about anyone else's, but if you talk about yours, that's when you get in trouble. My lawyer even told me, be careful what you say because Mm -hmm. he can use it. So I want to talk to you a little bit about gray and yellow rock communication with your abuser through this time. So Mm -hmm. um, we've talked about it before, but I'm going to briefly mention it again. Gray rock communication is completely emotionless. Mm -hmm. You're going to use this communication when it comes to um, anything that doesn't have a court case or a custody battle related to it. So this is going to be at work with uh, friends and family mm-hmm. or at your church, right? This is going to be gray rock. So this is very short and sweet and emotionless as if you are a gray rock speaking mm-hmm. to someone. That's how boring you should be. <laughs> so if they give you three paragraphs of how you're a terrible person and a terrible mother and your character is flawed and all these things that aren't true and you want to defend yourself, that's your natural tendency to say, no, you're not, sure. you're not telling the truth. Mm-hmm. That's not my intention at all. You're painting me out to be somebody I'm not. That's your first instinct to want to mm-hmm. do, especially if they're telling lies about you. Right. And, um, First of all, all of this communication should be in writing. You should not be talking person to person if you can help it. Mm-hmm. But either way, your answer to these three paragraphs is, you know, that's not true. And then the next sentence should be something factual to move the conversation or situation along. Mm-hmm. On Friday at 3 p.m., 
are you going to be there or should I be there? That's what it should be. No emotions. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, that's not true on Friday. What is happening so that I can prepare? Mm -hmm. That's it. Yep. Yellow rock is if you're dealing with um, an ex that you have kids with. That's going to be more of a... um, Someday I hope we can get to a conclusion where this will work out for everyone. But at this point, it doesn't sound like that's going to be an option. So here's what we're going to do. Have a great night. Uh, So go to One Mom's Battle and get the 50 canned responses for Yellow Rocking. Yeah. Beautiful. She's got some great resources. If you're dealing with custody battles and narcissistic exes, go to that website. Yeah, we'll link that in the Um, show notes too. Yes, thank you, Aubrey. So... This is heavy. I know this is a very heavy episode. I'm sorry, but not sorry. It's, you know how we are. No fluff. We yep. got to tell you the real stuff. So let's mm-hmm. take a quick break so we can all breathe because our sponsor <laughs> is amazing this month. So yes. let's just take a break and we'll come right back and dive into how to handle threats. And then last but not least, how to handle when law enforcement is involved. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. With summer upon us, I am so excited to bring you this month's sponsor. Boozy Treats is alcohol-infused ice cream, baked goods, jello shots, and pudding shots. They offer dairy-free and alcohol-free options as well. They are small batch made from scratch. They can turn any cocktail, candy bar, or cookie into ice cream. If you can dream it, they can make it. Boozy Treats alcohol-infused ice cream, sweets, and treats for your special event is a great way to liven up the atmosphere and add a unique touch to your event. Give them a call. You can find their information in the show notes. All right, welcome back. So as promised, let's talk about when they start to threaten you. Mm -hmm. This will happen, especially if you're trying to tell truth or if there's any sort of court proceedings involved or any sort of threats for lawsuits involved, or they might just tell you, you know, stop talking about me. But I want you guys to know that if, if they're threatening you with lawsuits, just do some research on the laws they're threatening you with. So one of my favorite threats is defamation mm-hmm. and slander and libel. Mm-hmm. First of all, slander and libel is means you're, it means you're telling a lie about the person. If you're not telling a lie, it's not slander <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's not libel. Yep. Defamation is telling a lie in order to ruin somebody's reputation or career. Mm-hmm. If it's not a lie, it's not defamation. Mm-hmm. Come on, you guys. <laughs> really? <laughs> so obviously make sure that what you're saying is very truthful and that you have some way to prove it. Yes. But, um, you know, these, these threats are just that. They're threats. Yeah. They, the people who abuse other people are cowards. Mm-hmm. They abuse you so that they don't have to take responsibility for their own life and step it up. Yeah. They are afraid of everything. That's why they're abusing you. If they're threatening to do things, let's just say eight times out of 10, they're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. In the two events that they are going to do it, it's because they feel powerful and arrogant and they have lawyers. So if they don't have a lot of money, you don't really have to worry about it too much. Mm -hmm. But I do want you to know your laws. So do your research. Understand the laws, especially if you're in custody battles. Understand what they can and cannot do and what you do and do not have to do for them. Mm -hmm. They will make crazy 
rec or requests asking you for all kinds of information just to keep you busy. They don't yeah. even need it. And right. their lawyers might do the same thing. So just know your laws. If you want some um, education on laws, you can call a woman's place in Greeley, no matter where you live. They have financial advising for people who are in sticky situations. So mm -hmm. give them a call if you want resources there. But also uh, One Mom's Battle also have, has some good ones. And then also just Google whatever laws they're threatening you with. Mm -hmm. Don't tell them you, you Googled it and you know what's going on. Yeah. Don't tell them anything. You don't say a word. They say, I'm threatening you with this, this, and this. You say, you know, that's not true. And then you go research the law and you say nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just know. This is only for your guidelines to know what you what rights you have. Yeah. And if they keep requesting something, you can just simply say, I understand you're requesting this, but I also understand I, I am not um, obligated to give that to you. Yeah. And just leave it at that. We've talked um, before about documentation, documenting yes. things. Um that might come up later. And I feel like this might be one of those situations in which you would want to document, like if they threaten you with something specific, you respond again, that's not true. You do your research and document all of that. Cause I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to remember what the law or exactly. whatever, like if I, if I was in a position to have to do that, I'm not going to remember. So put down what the threat was, put down what brought on the threat and put down what you found about it. So then later if they decide to act on it or whatever, you have this stockpile of like, well, this is, this is how I'm protecting myself. I actually looked this exactly. up and I don't, this is, this is why it's okay. So then if you have to present it later, you're not stuck with, oh, but I know, I know that I don't have to do that. I can't remember exactly yeah. what it was. Exactly. Um, no, just have it all right there. And then if you ever have to present it, it's a handy little packet. and You can be like, actually, no. <laughs> yes, definitely journal. If you're not on some sort of, if you don't have some way of communicating electronically where you can save these conversations, journal, mm -hmm. journal, 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 journal the conversation as soon as it happens while it's fresh in your mind, because mm -hmm. you will get the details mixed up. So journal, document and journal if you're dealing mm -hmm. with people like this, especially if you're employed by them. I'm going through an issue right now where my employer is like, overstepping some very inappropriate boundaries. I have documentation. I took screenshots of all kinds of things before he kicked me off of the group chat. I, you know, it's, it's nice that now that I know what and when and how to document, he mm -hmm. doesn't understand how smart I am about all of this. And again, he's trying to silence me and it's not going to happen. Like, right. I have, I know my rights. I know what's fair in a workplace. I know HR and I know you're in breach of contract. So mm -hmm. good luck with that, bro. Yeah. Anyway, it's nice to know what you know, you know, mm -hmm. it's and knowledge is power in this situation. So brush up on everything that pertains to what you're dealing with. Um, and then last but not least, law enforcement. I have a special place in my heart for law enforcement mm -hmm. because my um, uncle was a police officer in Florida. Mm -hmm. He died in the line of duty. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm talking about this, I'm in no way slandering or slamming law enforcement. I know that they're needed and I love them. Obviously, there's been some controversy. There are good and bad ones, just like in every mm -hmm. single um, everything. But yep. what I'm saying right now is is not to paint law enforcement in a bad light. It's to give you a truth that you need to know that not everybody knows. So mm -hmm. when I'm talking about law enforcement, 
what I'm going to say, just plain and simple, is they are not there to help you. You need to get that out of your mind. They are not mm-hmm. there to help you. And I'm not saying that they don't want to help. I'm saying that they don't know how. They are completely yeah. uneducated in narcissistic and emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. There is nothing in their curriculum that I'm aware of that teaches them about this. So they right. don't know. Here's what they do know. They have one person saying one thing and one person saying another thing. Mm-hmm. Both people say that they're victims. Both mm-hmm. people say they didn't start it. Both people say that they feel unsafe. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like having two kids that are fighting and they both say, well, he started it. No, he started it. He touched yep. me first. No, he touched me first. You have no idea which kid is telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? You're either going to punish them both or mm-hmm. you're going to go with the one that you believe the most. Yeah. Either the older one or the one that's more calm or the one that tells the truth most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're a police officer, who are you supposed to believe? Basically, yeah. you're going to believe the one that's most composed or has the least amount of charges on their record. Yeah. So if they've provoked you before and you have domestic violence, who are they going to believe? They're going to believe the other person. Mm-hmm. If If you're hysterical because they're telling lies about you and you're appalled, and just completely embarrassed that that's even being said about you, they're going to go with the other person. And these mm-hmm. narcissists are very, very skilled in remaining calm and charming people. Yeah. So they, the police officers have no idea what they're dealing with. They've literally met this man or woman for five minutes, 10 minutes, mm-hmm. and you as well. And they don't yep. know who to believe. So it's I'm not saying it's their fault, but they are not there to help you. They yeah. are there to try to keep the peace yeah. and whoever's most peaceful is going to get the favor. Mm-hmm. So just know that when you're dealing with the police, you need to stay calm and stay quiet. No yeah. emotions, stay yeah. calm, stay quiet, just be you do the next right thing and trust the process. Yeah. I just and to reiterate so that we're not, yeah, that we're not, trashing the police. I know Brandy was very clear about that, but it's not like it's the system. We're not against teachers, we're not against cops, but they are working within an imperfect system. Mm-hmm. And I have believed for a long time that true justice and the justice system are not as closely related as we'd like them to be. No. Um so they Police officers have to work based on evidence, right? Like they could know that you are innocent or guilty. They could know it to the, like their heart of hearts. But if you are innocent and confess to the crime, that's what they have, right? They have to go with the evidence. So it doesn't really matter what they know or what they believe. They have to follow the law and the evidence. So exactly. that's that's what Brandy is saying. Don't give don't give them any don't give them any evidence yeah. because they're saying that you're hysterical. So don't be. Right. And they can yeah, if they have video of you. I was just talking to a girl who, you know, she said that she broke something of hers because she found out that her husband was cheating on her. And mm-hmm. because she broke it, they had to arrest her. They didn't want the police didn't even want to arrest her. She was actually calm while talking to the police Mm -hmm. and admitted to breaking it. And that's the point I'm trying to make. Don't say anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Find out what the story is from the policeman first. Let them know that you're not going to say anything or admit to anything right now because you don't have legal counsel. Mm -hmm. Remain calm. And you can even be, you can let them know like, hey, I know the less I say, the better. And I'm not sure what's really going on right now. All I know that it is that this doesn't feel right. And I don't think that the whole story is being told. And I don't really want to say anything yet until I find out more about what's going on. So mm -hmm. you can be Which cooperative right. while not saying what's going on. But they had mm -hmm. to arrest her because she broke, quote, marital property, which is criminal mischief, in her own house. Yeah. And because her husband said, I do not feel safe with her here, they had to arrest her and take her in. And she spent the night yeah. in jail. Mm. And it's just, you know... It's unbelievable, to be honest. Like, yep. it's literally unbelievable. I, I don't mm -hmm. even, it's hard to comprehend for me. So that's the whole point is like, I'm not saying the police don't have amazing intentions, but I am mm -hmm. saying their hands are tied at times. They're not yes. there to help you. They're there to follow the law, keep the peace. They, even yep. if they want to help you, they can't. Yeah. I. There were times um, when my kids were, in my opinion, kidnapped. And they couldn't give them back to me because mm -hmm. their father had them. Yep. He's their father. So mm -hmm. they couldn't do anything. They can't yep. enforce. They can't even enforce custody orders. They mm. are not allowed to. Isn't that what? crazy? It is crazy. So, yeah, it's they just you can't trust the, the law enforcement in those situations. That's yeah. probably one of my biggest tips that I've been given by a CIA trained agent who was like, well, something I need to tell you. Do mm -hmm. not trust the police at all. Yeah. And again, I just want to make this like absolutely crystal clear. We're not saying you cannot trust the individuals. It's the, the system in which yeah. they are required to operate. Exactly. Um, I, I don't know if you remember this, Brandy. It was a couple of years ago, but um, we had a different situation, um, but similar constraints. So we actually had a whole like CPS thing because my daughter, um, she broke her arm. She stuck her arm through the crib slats and mm -hmm. it broke. And we had an orthopedic surgeon. We had her pediatrician who were claiming this. And um, but because it was like Friday or Saturday evening, I had taken her to urgent care. So we didn't get our pediatrician or this orthopedic surgeon their statement until after the fact, right after CPS was already involved. Um, I took her to urgent care. I had gone grocery shopping. I'm not sure why I'm the one who took her. I don't know. Um, she had had a cough all day long. I'd been on the phone with uh, the children's hospital. They have that nurse helpline, um, which is a great resource. I'm still a little bitter about this entire situation, but it really is a great resource. Um, right. So... Anyway, I'd been on the phone with them. I went grocery shopping, came back, and she was extremely painful with her shoulder. Because she'd been coughing all day, I was like, okay, something something is not right. We're going in now. Um, so took her in and told them, you know, she's had this persistent cough. I'm really worried about it. Also, something is weird here. Something is weird with her shoulder and her arm. Um, mm -hmm. So they get us into a room. And the doctor comes in, he goes, uh, they took an x-ray of her chest. She was itty bitty. So it's like her entire upper body. And um, he says, there's a, a break right here. And I said, oh, well, that's probably what's happening with her shoulder. And he said, do you know how it happened? No, I don't. Because I believed that he was there to help. 
he could help me figure this out. Right. So that's like my whole, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Let's figure it out together. And he, because I didn't know to him now, it looks suspicious. So he called CPS because I couldn't tell him how it happened because Mm. I thought he could help me figure out how it happened. And like, right. I should have just like, my husband knew what happened with her arm. Again, I don't know why it was me and not him who took her in. So, you know, later I call him and he's like, but this is what happened. I'm like, I I know I'm, I don't know why I just, yeah. So like not sharing too much, like Randy said, but also just like stick with, stick with the facts. I'm not sure what happened. I was at the grocery store, but her father is home. Would you like me to call him? Mm -hmm. If I had just added that, like I would have saved us months of heartache but as um so I thought of the story as you were talking about like the police may they want to help you but because of bureaucracy they have to proceed in a certain way as we were we were required to so I was awake for like 24 25 hours and they're asking me questions and expecting me to be coherent and um but we were required to take an ambulance down to Children's. And while we're waiting for the ambulance, I'm exhausted. Our daughter finally fell asleep at like midnight. And, um, but we're, they're escorting us out. And this nurse is sitting at her desk crying. I will never forget her. She's crying. Mm-hmm. Like, I can tell she knows this is a mess. I am not an abusive parent. And yet, the system required that these steps be taken right when she can see everyone can see that that is not what this situation is but you can't unturn that dial once cps is called once charges have been pressed like it's it's going now and you can't stop it so yeah it's it's hard it's hard to know what you can share And in an ideal world, I would be able to go to my doctor and say, like, I've got a mystery. Can we solve it together? Yeah. Can you help me figure out what happened? Right. Yeah. But that's not the world we live in. So you have to you have to protect yourself. Yep. The only one looking out for you is you. That's what I've been learning Yeah. in a good way. That's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to look out for you. Yep. So anyway, yeah, I, you know, trusting people is just not something I'm, especially after that accident. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm not a very, it, oh, it was so funny too. I thought of a, a real idea, but I was like, you know, when you know that you're not a trusting person is when you can't trust the idea that you could trust someone. Like, I don't even trust myself to trust someone because I'm not <laughs> sure if I trust my own trustworthiness. Yeah, I think my meter's off. Yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, trust my trust meter. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, that's a, <laughs> I feel like that's a wrap. I mean, yeah, I don't know what it's to a say heavy, there. It's a heavy episode, you guys, and I'm sorry to do this to you, but I'm not sorry just because, you know, we got to talk about these things, and mm-hmm. I refuse to be silenced, even though I am in ways. I refuse to be silenced in the ways where I'm smart. I've done my research and now mm-hmm. I know what I can and cannot say. And if any of you have stories that you want me to tell for you anonymous, anonymously, 
bring it on. I will tell your story and I will make it known because we've got to come together to do this for each other because it's not okay to be silenced. It really is not okay. And we've got to put a stop to it so that our abusers can be reprimanded and to empower other women who are dealing with abuse and men. Like I said, there's, there's women who are just as awful and shame on you, ladies, shame Mm -hmm. on you because we need to work together to create a better world, not a worse one. But um, those of you that are dealing with abuse it's got to stop and we have to if we don't shout it from the mountaintops nobody knows it's wrong right I know you know in my case I thought there was something wrong with me and Mm -hmm. something was very wrong with other people and so I didn't know that until I had a community of people showing me that and I was like oh and then when as soon as I stepped away I was like holy cow it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And even other people who know me and know my abuser, they're, they're still kind of like, I, I don't, I just can't picture him doing that. And I'm like, neither could I. Yeah. Neither could I. Mm-hmm. This was all behind closed doors. And I was just as shocked and didn't mm-hmm. believe it myself until it got so bad that I thought I shouldn't be in the world anymore. That's how bad it got before I finally understood what was going on. So I understand Mm -hmm. why you don't see it. I didn't either. But it's time for us to talk about it. And it's time for us to Mm -hmm. shout it out and put a stop to it and start helping others heal. So silence no more. This is how you handle it. And we got to come together and just scream at the top of our lungs. So yes, anything you want to add, Aubrey? Oh, I think that was the perfect way to end it. I yeah, there we are. (laughs) all right we love you guys time to shout we will see you next week i am so glad we got to connect on this podcast it's been an honor and i wanted to give you some more resources we have a website called reclaimjournal.com where you can look at more skills and tools including coaching sessions brain spotting sessions and the reclaim journal These podcasts are free to listen to, but they're not free to make. So we will be having some ads. However, we do have an ad-free option. So if you would like to subscribe, not only will you get ad-free podcasts, but you'll also get bonus content episodes. We'll see you next week.